Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of No Life Skills. I'm Ashlyn, and I am very excited to bring to you today a little update, a little Q&A. listening to the No Life Skills Podcast with your host, Ashlyn. My advice for other sex workers, don't do what I did. Giving you an inside look at the fascinating world of sex work. Yeah, a little bit awkward, but uh, informational, I guess. Connect with other professionals and allies of the industry. I was like, wow, this is easy money. Now, join the conversation while we share inspiring stories on the No Life Skills Podcast. these questions have been asked by people on my curious cat or on my instagram so for next time if you want to ask me a question the link will be down below and on any of my other social media pages let's get started which local sex worker have you never met but would like to work with next Mm, i honestly can't think of anybody off the top of my head i'm sure there's some out there i'm also scared of making new friends so i don't know i'm sorry i don't have an answer for you Is it hard getting a mortgage as a sex worker? Well, if you pay your taxes like any other job, it is not hard at all. Um, I've gotten plenty of stuff from the bank being a sex worker, and I've never had any issues. Um, I'm sure if you go to any real estate agent or like mortgage person, they'll tell you that if you're self-employed, they will look at the last two years of your tax returns. So however much you have claimed, and they'll take the average of those last two years. Or if you want to put like more of a down payment or something like in cash, then they'll accept that too. But I forget like how much you'd have to put down. It was it was a big number though when I was looking into it. Oh no, you, you can definitely get a mortgage as a sex worker if you properly pay taxes. <laughs> so get yourself an accountant. Let's see. This is a really, really thought-provoking, interesting question. I love when people ask me questions like this. They say, have you always been fat? Sir, I've actually lost 60 pounds. And if I'm still fat... Well, that's fine. I'm still getting paid. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for your question. (laughs) How is Gary doing? Gary is living his best cat life. He has decided he is an outdoor cat for the summer and he loves to go outside and roll around in dirt and catch bugs and sniff the flowers and sniff the garden and go into other people's backyards. So yeah, he's loving life. He's doing great. He's living his best cat life. Has anybody from your school days ever booked you and could they? Well, I guess technically they could. I don't know which school days you're referring to because technically I didn't really go to high school. So I don't really know many people from my school days because that was a long time ago. I would honestly prefer probably not. (laughs) But yeah, I'd prefer not. Please don't book me. (laughs) Next question. I was very self-conscious of my tiny dick when I saw a provider, but they were a pro and never mentioned it. What's the smallest dick you've ever seen on the job? Mm, I mean, I've definitely seen small dicks. I can think of one off the top of my head where it was so small, hard that we couldn't even get a condom on. It was for a duo. That's pretty small. You know, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't dick shame anybody, but yeah, maybe if you have a a dick that size, bring your own condoms because I do have small ones, but those ones weren't even working. So yeah. Next person. You are a neighbor of mine. Would it be okay to book a session with you? Sir, that is extremely creepy. And I did call you out on Twitter and then this guy called me a cunt. So literally, I'm moving. 
<laughs> People are so fucking weird. Don't ask me weird, creepy questions. Do not book me. Well, you've had a guy tied up helpless. Have you ever tickled, tortured the living crap out of him? You know what? I actually did this not too long ago. And it was pretty fun. I had him tied up and he told me to tickle him. So I did. I tickled his feet. And usually I don't like touching feet, but I made an exception. And it was very fun. Yeah, I do like to torture men consensually in a in a fun way, you know. Someone else asks, during your Thai and tea sessions, have you ever done extreme post-orgasm torture to your client's super sensitive cockhead after he comes? If so, how bad was it and how much did you enjoy it? I'm not going to answer this because you can pay me to sex on my OnlyFans. How are you able to put up with all the time wasters on a daily basis? Um, I just don't anymore. I pretty much ignore everybody if they don't make a proper inquiry because I've been doing this a long time. So I just, I have no patience left in me. It's all gone. So if I didn't ignore them, I'd probably be in the ground somewhere because it's stressful. I used to always watch, like rewatch Grey's Anatomy, but I haven't watched that in a while. I'm kind of bored. So I guess other than that, I don't really have a new show, a new comfort show. What is your perfect non-work-related date? Trip to Walmart for Doritos, nice dinner, Netflix and chill? Mmm, well, definitely always Doritos. I actually went on a date the other night. We got, well, I got a tuna sub for dinner. That was nice. And then we Netflix and chilled. That's probably probably my <laughs> ideal date. Uh, I also don't mind going out for nice dinners, trying new restaurants. I like doing that. What happens if you or another sex worker catches feelings for a client? Do you stop seeing them? Do you tell them? Um, I don't know. It's kind of up to you. Like, I, that's never happened to me. Like, I've never caught feelings for a client. I don't know. It depends if you think it's reciprocated. There's girls all the time who date clients. Does it ever work out? Mm, not really. Seems to me it never works out. But, I mean, that's up to you if you want to shoot your shot. I mean, is he married? Like, I don't know. If you are asking me if you should stop seeing them, you probably should stop seeing them. Please share more funny client stories. They're the best. I'm trying to think of like any new funny client stories that I could tell. I'll have to think about it and get back to you. I'm sure something something will come up and trigger my memory, but I don't know. I haven't been working that much lately and uh, everyone's been, you know, pretty well behaved. Okay, now these are the questions from Instagram. What is your darkest, dirtiest fantasy that you have not done yet? Hmm. A spit roast. In your opinion, is seeing an escort cheating? In my own opinion, no, it's not. We love cognitive dissonance on, on the podcast. Um, I've addressed this before. I think cheating is defined as anything that goes outside the previously defined boundaries of your relationship. So if you are asking this and you have a girlfriend or a wife and they don't know that you're seeing escorts, they'd probably think it's cheating, if I'm being honest. But whatever helps you sleep at night. But if your wife or girlfriend knows you're seeing escorts, of course it's not cheating. Listen, I don't care what you guys are doing, but at the end of the day, it is dishonest and you are going behind someone's back if you're in a relationship, which is cheating, in my opinion. So we can agree to disagree on that one. What's the strangest request you've thought? Hmm, strange, but I'll go with it. Hmm. Yeah, I think I talked about this in the last episode, but uh, I didn't know that there, well, I guess it's not that I didn't know, but some guy on my OnlyFans has a puppy fetish. And he wanted me to make a video where I, like, pretend to be a vet and <laughs> neuter the puppy. I didn't do anything graphic or anything weird, right? But I thought, huh, okay, I can look up how to neuter someone and recite that. Why not? Sure. Do you orgasm with every client? I'm sorry, but absolutely not. Definitely not. Women 
orgasm like only like what 40 or 60 percent of the time that they have sex and it's because men usually do not care to make us orgasm but it's also my job to have sex and i don't really care if i orgasm most of the time if i do great if i don't whatever it's not a priority for me honestly what is your ideal dick size Mm, 13 inches for sure are you in islamabad i don't even know if i'm saying that correctly no i'm not i'm in canada when is the podcast happening it's happening right now sweetheart why are you so sexy i don't know I don't know, but thank you. When are you visiting India? I get this question 15 times a day. Hopefully, I I think I said this before, my wedding will be in India and you guys are all invited. So we're Indian people love to have big weddings and it's going to be a week-long ordeal. So I'll send out the invitations when I have more details. What are some common misconceptions about sex work that you would like to dispel? Man, there's so many. And I think that's what this whole podcast is about is dispelling misconceptions. I think a big one is that all sex workers are somehow victims, and I think that's a big misconception. I don't see myself as a victim of anything. I very much willingly choose this job. Unfortunately, that's not the case for everybody, but sex work and sex trafficking are two different things, and those people being sex trafficked are victims, and that's the difference. I think a lot of people also have the misconception that sex work is inherently degrading, and you know, I, I also don't agree with that. I don't necessarily always find this job super empowering, but I definitely don't find my find it like degrading because I have boundaries and I don't do stuff that I don't want to do. And I think there's like a lot of positive stuff that people don't always think about, you know, like financial and time freedom, you know, my ability to work from anywhere, to travel, to do school while working full time. Like, I don't know, there's just uh, a lot of good things that come about it. There's also misconceptions about the clientele, that they're all ugly, old, gross, disgusting men, and that's not farther from the truth. They're just normal people. Anybody you see walking down a street, that could be a client of a sex worker. Very normal people for the most part. Sometimes they're weird, but usually very normal. (laughs) How do you handle difficult clients or situations while on the job? Fortunately, I don't usually find myself in too many situations in person these days. I think a lot of my clients are repeat clientele and they kind of know what the deal is. So they don't they don't usually try any nonsense. I guess I had a couple difficult clients, I think last month or the month before when I was in Winnipeg. Not anything dangerous or anything like that, but just like guys not showering, like I don't know. One guy I told to shower and he had a shower for like 15 minutes. I thought he was smoking crack in the bathroom. Like, I don't, I don't know. I was freaked out. And he gets out and he smells so bad. Like, I put him on the bed and said like, okay, lay on your stomach. I'll give you a massage. And I got one one stroke in with my hand and then I was gagging. And it takes a lot to make me gag. Okay. A lot. So I told him, I was like, okay, you just have to leave. And like, he felt bad about it and embarrassed but I just said listen I asked you to shower like your hygiene is not up to par I'm not comfortable moving forward with this session and he didn't really speak English very well so I hope that I dealt with him in like a kind and compassionate way because yeah I don't want to make anybody feel bad but this guy was also like 22 years old so if I can save another lady from having to smell that smell hopefully he learned his lesson that day But yeah, how to handle difficult clients or situations while on the job. I think just act with confidence. I mean, if there's like a physical situation, uh, that's different. But if someone's just being in general pushy, just have boundaries and stand your ground and 
you're the captain, not them. And don't take anyone's bullshit if they're trying to mess around with you. I hope that was helpful. How do you balance your personal life with your work as an escort? Um, I think with this job, it's really important to maintain a healthy work-life balance because I know for me, it can easily become everything to me if I'm not careful. And I think that's just like the nature of being self-employed sometimes because there's always something else to do, always something more you can be doing. I could, you know, I could work 24-7 if I wanted to, not necessarily seeing clients, but just only fan stuff, podcast, like working on my social media. There's just so many things. So I really try and work normal hours and then put the work stuff away in the evening and ignore it for a bit. So I think that's that's really important. Don't let it totally run your whole schedule, your all your whole day all the time. Like you don't need to be available 24-7 to answer text to clients. You can get back to them in a little bit, especially if you're not available. Like they're not going to die. Okay. The dick emergency is not actually an emergency. Because I think some girls always like want to be on their phone and in case they get a client. I mean, and that's that's fair if you have to do that because you 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 need the money and stuff. That's different. But if you can afford to put the phone away, take some time off, don't think about work, don't have the work phone out, just relax. So yeah, I think it's just important to manage your time well. Okay, well, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to support me, give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and subscribe to my OnlyFans to see my boobs. All my links will be linked in the description and I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of No Life Skills. Follow Ashlyn on social media at No Life Skill or at Adore Ashlyn. Be sure to like, comment, and hit that subscribe button. We'll see you on the next show.